Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. On October 31st, 2011, the San Diego Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs closed out the NFL week, squaring off on Monday night. And this Halloween showdown ended in overtime on the right foot of Ryan Suckup. The day before, this week's guest's first ever draft pick had a pretty good game, with a stat line of 7 catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. However, October 31st was even more important worldwide because this is the day that represented the world population surpassing 7 billion. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time to stop the DeLorean, the date is May 14th, 1804, and we are in St. Charles, Missouri. We're here to witness William Clark and his recently recruited and trained Corps of Volunteers for the Northwest Discovery. They meet up with Meriwether Lewis. Yes, we are talking about the Lewis and Clark Expedition. But why is this relevant for a fantasy football origin story podcast, you ask? Perhaps they were onto something. Because the United Nations estimated that the world's population had hit 1 billion for the first time in 1804. And they needed to spread westward to be able to handle all these people. So there they will go, into the unknown. It's going to be a hard and long, arduous journey, but they're going to learn a lot. And they might have some fun along the way. And that's something that this week's guests can relate to when they first started fantasy football back in 2011, when the population of the world hit 7 billion. 1804 was only at 1 billion. But we'll get into that later in the episode, talking about fantasy football origin stories and podcasting expeditions and all sorts of things. But back to this population thing. It took all of human history to get to 1 billion in 1804. Then, about 123 more years later, in 1927, it reaches 2 billion. A pivotal moment in NFL history, mind you, because this is when the league whacked 10 teams from the NFL, going down to only 12. And the New York football giants were the champions that year. However, that year, the team posted an astonishing 10 shutouts and 13 games. But talk about a lame fantasy football viewing experience for those that are out there. 
Unless you had the DST for the New York Football Giants, mind you. But remember that team name, the Giants. And what I talked about the first player for this week's guest, Ever Fantasy Football Draft. We'll get to that later in the interview. But enough of this history lesson. Let's talk about this week's guest. We have Casey Kasem, host of the Get Real with Casey Kasem podcast. Basically the same thing as this show. Didn't even realize it. But started the podcast a few years before I did, back in 2020. 80 episodes that are already released at the time we had this interview. So let's just say a little further along than I am. We have Casey on to chat about many things, including fantasy football origin story, the podcast, and so much more. But before we get in this interview, you got to make sure you mash that little subscribe button, your podcast player choice. That way you get the hottest, first yourself the press episodes, well, each and every week. But now that you've completed your mission of following and subscribing to this podcast, let's get into the interview with Casey Kasem. So let's just start with that. I mean... Let's go. I, I mean, I like how you got the shirt and everything. That's awesome. You know, get real. I can't see the whole thing. Is it okay? Get real, Casey Kasem podcast, and so that's the reason why we got you on the show. You know, again, like I said, I've been looking <laughs> for guests, and I found somebody that's already been doing something I thought about. But uh, let's let's go further back in the DeLorean. Like, what's your first memory of fantasy football, or like how you even got into the fantasy football space? Yeah, for sure. Okay, but I don't have a DeLorean for starters. Well, you get so that's how the key, our podcast. The, what we're doing here is okay. you're riding shotgun. You know, you could be like uh, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, Marty McFly or something like that with Dr. Emmett Brown. See, and that's what your show has. So uh, I don't have that. Uh, okay, so my first memory, my first experience with fantasy football was probably, I think it was 2011. And I had a group of friends who always watch the Cowboys game on Sunday because that's our team. I'm from the Dallas area. That's our jam. And I had a friend who was like, okay, well, we all play in a fantasy football league. Would you like to join? I've never played fantasy football before. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never even heard of fantasy football before. You guys have never talked to me about this. Why not? So they said, since you like football so much and you follow football so much. You're going to love fantasy football. And they were a hundred percent right. I fell in love with fantasy football. That first season, I just remember right when I got started, they're showing you, you know, my friends are showing me how to use the app. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so complicated. I have no idea what I'm doing. Getting scared, thinking that I'm going to draft the wrong player or whatever, and not even knowing how to draft. So my friends like go into a mock draft just go into a mock draft room and give it a give it a spin see how how it goes see how it feels kind of play around with it see get used to it cool first one i went into i know <laughs> i got laughed at by everybody in that chat because i picked victor cruz first i had no clue what i was doing <laughs> and i was like i victor cruz is a good player and so somebody had explained to me in the chat why that pick was wrong and all this other stuff. And it was just like one of those experiences where you're like, crap, like I'm not going to be good at this. Right. And then you get into it and you figure it out and you're like, holy crud, this is, this is amazing. I would do this all the time if I could. So it was just like, thank you boys for reaching out to me and asking me to be in your league and trying to get me into it. Cause now I'm here. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> We all make those dumb mistakes. And I remember like in the, okay, so the restaurant that I used to work at, 
Uh, it was the year. So I know that Sean Alexander was really good. It was like the year before. So maybe 2008. I'm not sure what year it was, but I remember the guy picked Jason Hansen, a kicker in the first round. Of course, we all laughed at him and everything, but <laughs> yeah. it's just those things that you, if you don't know what you're doing, it's like, well, hey, it's a good player. Like the quarter, my dad was always infamous for, hey, the quarterback score the most points. I'm going to pick a quarterback with number one overall. And he picked Vince Young one year and we're like, no, don't do it. Cause it was his, his big money. It was, it was a year after he was a rookie or something like that uh so okay being let's let's dial that back then so being you said a cowboys fan first off we probably got to yes. stop this podcast because my grandpa disowned me when i moved to dallas but uh besides that did you okay you, you were a fan like were you a hardcore you, you said you like really liked it but, like were you a hardcore nfl fan itself or just the cowboys at that time mainly it was just the cowboys i would watch other games i would pick out players that i liked and kind of watch games that they'd play but it was more of a cowboys are like it like that's the one game i have to watch every week uh, hardcore family it, uh, my family's hardcore into the cowboys as well so i mean even growing up when i was young the cowboys won the super bowl a few times not that i can remember the feeling or anything of winning a super bowl but the fact that you know, I've seen ups and downs and all this stuff and, and the different players and finally getting a quarterback that actually, you know, Troy Aikman. Now we have finally getting Tony Romo. That was like the player that like really made me fall in love with the Dallas Cowboys, but in my adulthood, you know. And so I was mainly focused on the Cowboys. Like that was the jam. I think that's kind of a, a natural uh, journey, I guess you could say, like you're 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 a local fan of whatever team it is, or if you know, like a bunch of bandwagon cowboy nation, whatever you know, America's team and stuff like that too. But yeah, like you're, <laughs> yes. you're, you're like you watch that, you always tune in for that, and then okay, maybe the four o'clock. Well, I guess for you, you'd watch the twelve o'clock game first, and then the three o'clock game. But yeah, you watch the four o'clock game, and it's just whatever's on. You just kind of happen like they're gonna feed you. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a division rival or something. But then you get into fantasy football, and now it's like, whoa, now I'm in tune with like. Every single player, like every same thing for you, right? Yeah, I mean, I was so in love with certain players and just kind of having to watch. Once you start playing fantasy football, you're just your world changes for the better. Like, you're gonna want to pay more attention to football than you ever have before. And it's so fun to pick these players and be like, this is a guy I'm gonna ride with for the next however many years. Like, this is the player that I'm going to watch all of his games. This is the, you just start falling in love with guys. It's just, it's fun. And it's fun to fall in love with these guys that are kind of like the middle of the pack guys, but you're like, but I saw the potential before anyone else did, you know? So <laughs> that's always fun. We're going to pin that one. Cause that's a question I definitely want to ask, but do you find that, okay. It, you, like you said, it makes it so much better. You get to enjoy the game in different ways like you hadn't before. But do you find yourself maybe watching the ticker and the stats and you automatically calculate the points in your head and you can't really fully watch the game? No, that's not that's not a problem for me. It, it was when I first started playing fantasy football. But then as I got older and I got way too much stuff going on and, and everything else, it's like, okay take it back. We don't need to have the stress over it. We don't need to try to calculate everything and sit there and watch and watch and and do all that refresh, refresh and everything else. It's not really an issue for me anymore. So, you know, fingers crossed that that continues, but I, I just, you know, pay attention to the game and not really about my fantasy stuff. Well, I even find myself and I mean, it's not like it distracts as much anymore. Like you said, I had to like take 
Um, watching the Lions, I couldn't enjoy it. So, oh, I'm, I don't know if I told you. I'm a Lions fan, by the way. Here's my, here's my Barry Sanders coaster. So hardcore. Hey. Through and through. Take the only, only playoff game we won in the past uh, like 40, 50 years was against the Cowboys back in 91. So I will tell you that. But um, no, it was like it would take away like even though because they were never any good. So it's like. I couldn't mm-hmm. really fully enjoy it because I'd be like, oh, they're, they're losing, so I'd watch another. But now it's like I'm doing a better job of, okay, let's be in the moment, watch the Lions. Yes, I might check my score at halftime or change your DraftKings lineup or whatever it might be, you know, like a halftime or 3 o'clock game. But uh, I could see how some people, you know, that I've spoken to, that's what it's done. It's like, oh, you know, it's it's almost ruined my life because <laughs> not not really like, you know, in a joking way, like yeah. uh, animator. He's like, I can't enjoy it like I used to because I have, I have to follow all of these different games and I have to like, you know, look at it from a business perspective and, you know, that kind of thing. So I said I was going to put a pin on it. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. You said, you know, finding these maybe middle of the pack, diamond in the rough, like, okay, plant your flag on the player that nobody else saw coming in one of your leagues before. <laughs> That nobody else saw come. Except Let's you, see. and then you picked you know, him, except and I'm for like, me, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so Malcolm Floyd, for instance, was like my wide receiver that I was like, okay. And he's uh, he was a player who put up solid numbers, and he had some really big games, and I I, I like those non-sexy picks, right? Like, like Brandon Cooks. Like, Brandon Cooks is like, I've been drafting that guy forever since the beginning. So uh, it's one of those things where it's like these guys that aren't sexy picks or whatever that Jameson Crowder, you know, like they they were maybe they didn't hit like you wanted them to. But like you have to have those types of guys on your team. You just have to because bye weeks and and for those big games that they have. So, yeah, I, I'm those wide receivers like that or like like a. Duke Johnson or somebody like that. Those were my kind of guys. A Joyke Bell was one where, <laughs> you know, it was like, but he had those games. So it was like, I don't know. I just have a, a soft spot for those guys. So maybe I wasn't ahead of the pack on them or knew more. You know, I just knew that those are the types of players I wanted on my roster. I didn't want the kind of players that I was hoping I could get something from. I wanted somebody that I knew was solid enough to put up those points. Sounds like you like the consistency, or especially you named off a bunch of PPR guys that, well, except for Joyke Bell, yes. but like, hey, I know week in, week out, maybe not breaking the bank, but I'm going to get my standard baseline points and then I can get the other over the top. And now you now you can actually be a homer and, and root for Cooks too. So that works out for you. Yes. I, I got so excited. Well, I got so excited when that happened. So, you know, it's funny excited. because I'm curious what that will do ultimately for, you know, of course the whole McCarthy saying, well, we got to run the ball more and let our defense rest. But like, I mean, they have some, you know, more, with cooks there, if, if Gallup gets healthy, I don't know what they're going to do in the draft. Of course, Pollard. Well, what's, what is Pollard's outlook? Is he going to be back at the beginning of the year? Do you know? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 it's yeah, funny. Cause I listened, I yeah, I listened to Dallas sports radio and I have not heard Come on, guys, get on it. I haven't heard anything, but that doesn't mean anything because I'm also one of those people that's like forgets what I, you know, had for breakfast this morning, right? So I got you. I mean, because I mean, with Zeke being cut and Pollard being, I mean, it's like they don't have a huge, unless they're planning on filling through the draft or something. That's the only thing I yeah. can think of. But um, as as you say that, okay, you're, you're like, I like the consistency. I like the safe or whatever. Is that kind of more your style? Like if I had to, if you had to like label yourself as a style of fantasy football player, what would it be? <laughs> yeah, probably like 
mid-round gems, like that kind of, that's me. I'm like Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. There's my quarterback, you know, core. Like that's, but I like these guys. I, I don't know. I just, uh, my type of play isn't, I don't really have a strategy. I just know that I'm going to get these later round values. So 12 years you've been playing, let's call it, or 13, whatever, since 2011. Would you say first round are you like oh I'm 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 a I'm a hardcore I'm going running back almost every round or or if you just like whatever seems the best value are you a value based? I think I'm more value based. It's really funny when I go into a draft because I I do try to go in with a plan and I do try to go based on value, but sometimes it veers depending on the draft. Like my home league is like totally off the wall. Like they don't. It's totally different than any of my like industry leagues and things like that, right? So it's like you have to kind of know who you're playing with. But yeah, I, I, it's usually I try not to take. I'm, I'm, maybe I'll take a quarterback this year in the first round in a super flex league. Sacrilege, I usually wait, sacrilege, but right? you know, I, if it hasn't been working for me the way it's, that I have been doing in that league, so maybe I need to mix it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that's basically how I go into it when I go to draft. You know, for a long time, I was like hardcore. I'm taking the first round running. I'm taking three running backs in a row. You know, it was like regardless of scoring <laughs> format. And I've definitely changed my tune throughout the years and listening to the various shows and the different mm-hmm. perspectives and stuff. And of course, like you said, it really matters what league you're in. And it's, I almost find it harder to draft with a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing because I always think I got to take this guy and I'm like, how are these people falling? And then I don't get, yeah. you know, I could have waited on this guy, you know, he should have went there and you know, that kind of stuff. So I, uh, have you ever played, uh, what's it called? IDPs, like in de- uh, the defensive players? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I say yes, I did. I like jumped in a league, took over and I was like, after a year, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this because <laughs> IDP is just not my jam, but it sounds super interesting and who knows, maybe one day, but nah, IDP, I am out. I haven't done it in a while. It was the, the, the 2000, probably a good three or four years ago was the last, at least, at least maybe even five. But when I first started it, it was just, okay, let's add a couple, two or three, you know, random. Mm-hmm. Then we even got to the point, and this is the my main league that I used to be the commission of. We'd have 16, 16 teams, lead, you know, league mates. And then we'd have, uh, what was it, three receivers, two running backs, a flex, and then like four or five. It was like, it was a lot, a huge roster. I mean, that draft took forever. And then you had the bench, of course. And then it was a little bit of a keeper, but it was, it was kind of fun because that's really where you kind of separated the wheat from the chaff or whatever that saying is. <laughs> where like the people that really knew what they were, but, but then it got to the point where it was like three guys win it every year. And then everybody mm-hmm. else kind of fades away after week eight. So it just, it kind of fizzled. But, um, I haven't actually talked about the IDP too much on this, on this show yet, except for, forgot who the host the analyst was one of them we talked about that like maybe in the future getting the 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 fantasy football landscape maybe transferring more and before we get into your origin story what what do you how about take that delorean 20 years in the future predict what might be different in fantasy football what might be different well i know redraft is king right now but i'd like to see at least dynasty grow and grow and grow because i think that it I mean, every year it's growing, right? And more and more people are getting involved in it. And I think I'd like to see maybe in 20 years in the future where like there's the same amount of people interested in Dynasty as Redraft, you know? So it's not just like one side or the other. Because I can remember when people were like, Dynasty is the way to go and Redraft stinks. And now it's like, 
who cares what you play, right? So I'm, but I'm really hoping that more and more people will get involved with Dynasty because there's people out there that don't even know what Dynasty fantasy football is and they need to. I haven't been able to play in a legit, real good Dynasty league before. And, you know, probably mostly because I never, you know, wouldn't have had enough of my home leagues, I guess we'll call it, where you'd have consistency. But I think as the tools and the technology makes it more simplistic for the, we'll call it the layman fantasy football player, but the standard folk to be able to understand as opposed to having to go to this spreadsheet, bring over your mm-hmm. dad over here, all that other stuff. So yeah, I, I could see that being a big, cause it's a year round thing. It's really cool kind of concept. Yeah, exactly. And I, and like you were saying, I, I, with all of bringing this over and doing all that, I think in 20 years, hopefully apps will be incredible. Like, cause there's so much customization that we want to have done in these different apps, but like, or sites and you don't have what you need. Right. So hopefully they'll catch up and, and things will improve and more and more sites and and apps will cater to people that play dynasty or play interesting formats, crazy formats, you know, cause it's, it's hard to set up sometimes. And that's why I think a lot of people also shy away from it because exactly it's, it's, it's complicated sometimes. <laughs> well, especially like even trading draft, but that was about as close as a dynasty as we, we had in my home league. That it was it was a pretty long league. It was a keeper league. I think it was we could keep two a year or something like that. But then we could also do some trading draft picks. But then it would get out of control. It wasn't really, and then you'd ha- I'd have to like manually stop the draft. Okay, let me flip this around. Like, yeah, it was a bunch of bunch of craziness but yeah I, I almost see it as you were just talking about that like how wordpress has a bunch of plugins that anybody can create plugins and it'd be kind of cool where anybody could plug in their own fantasy football customization whatever and then someone could go out and buy that app or that kind of thing that'd be cool you should get on that oh no not me <laughs> <laughs> right, well, somebody with more time and more brain cells well, I'll tell you what, how about maybe the people that you talk to on your show, and that's the you know professional yes. transition. Let's go back in this DeLorean to 2020, your first episode. I don't remember what date it was. I'm a bad host right here. What was the first date or first episode? Uh, the first episode, I don't know when it was either. Yeah, August, 2020. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know, right? It was 2020 uh, though, right? It was in 2020, yes. So yeah, it started in 2020, first episode. I had Russ Fisher on, who's one of my really good friends. He has the DAP network, which my podcast is a part of. And he has been one of those guys that I've known in the Twitter space forever. He's, I consider him a friend, really good friend. He helped me kind of get started podcasting, setting things up, giving me tips on how to do things. So that first episode, I was very nervous, very, what am I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, what exactly is this podcast even going to be? And so it was really nice being able to go into it with somebody that I've talked to and, and been friends with for a while. It made it more comfortable for me. So before I jumped into like a Matthew Barry or something, I had, you know, somebody I could practice on basically. So before we get the, you mentioned the DAP network, let's give some love. What is that? How can yes. the listener find that? Yes. Yeah, so the DAP network is the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. And you can just find that wherever you go, uh, listen to your podcasts. But it's a network of a few different podcasts that are dynasty related mainly. And there's a trade addicts league or podcast, which is huge leagues that we're in that where you can just trade and trade and trade. Like that obviously trade addicts is uh, the title, but there's a bunch of different ones. 
that are just awesome podcasts. And Russ asked me if I wanted to also join it before I even put out an episode. And I was like, sure, <laughs> why not? So they've actually been really influential in my podcast growth because all the podcasts are located in one place. You can find my podcast separately too, but so many people are already subscribed to that network that they listen to it on there. So it's it's pretty cool to see how the, they've helped me. You know, that's actually pretty cool that they have the, you know, the trade addicts type of thing, because that's one thing that we run into a lot, especially with long time. My, my, the one that I'm in the most with the, the, my, I guess I'll call it my big money league. It's not really big money, but like my big one that's been going forever. I think they started the, 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 the league before even maybe the dawn of the internet. They were probably tapping on stones and stuff, you know, the uh, I am group, <laughs> but, uh, they trades are like limited, like no trading whatsoever, it seems like. And I wish that that would be instituted more with them. And sometimes it goes to like, you know, we, we hear it on the ballers episodes where they talk about the top 10, make sure you have a separate platform to communicate and things. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. some of your, when you get your fantasy football WordPress plugin site going, you know, maybe we can do that as well on the DAP network. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so, okay, <laughs> let, let's, let's really go back to the origin again. I mean, yes. you kind of gave me a little bit, what's the title or why get real and why start it? And what, what was, what were you trying to accomplish? Well, the reason I started it was I had started when the pandemic first started in, you know, the beginning of 2020, everybody was at home, had no nothing to do, bored, right? And I was bored and I wanted to talk to somebody and I wanted to talk about fantasy football and I didn't have any kind of outlet. So I started a podcast with my friend who I went to high school with and it was a fantasy football podcast, but it only lasted like six episodes or something because I was like, this isn't really for me. I am all about fantasy football, but giving advice is kind of not my bread and butter, right? Talking to people and kind of like getting to know people. I love that kind of stuff. And I was like, I really wish that when I first started that podcast, that I had some sort of guidance to kind of help me figure out exactly what I needed to do to put out a, put out a podcast. What am I, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing? Where do I go first? And so I had listened to Matt, Matt Harmon's backyard banter back in the day. So he used to talk to people in the industry, the fantasy football industry, and you get their backstories. And it was one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And I brought up the idea on Twitter and Matt was like, you should do that. You should do it. And I was like, okay. I mean, I got your blessing. Um, and, you know, it was just really cool to hear from him. I had him on the show, but it's a podcast I decided to call Get Real with Casey Kasem because obviously I'm Casey Kasem, but the Get Real part is – we're, we talk about a fake sport all the time, a fake game, fake football. Let's get real. Instead of talking about fake, let's get real. Let's really get to know people, right? Let's get real. So I love to be able to kind of learn more about people, right? Go behind the scenes. And I'm like, okay, there's so many analysts, content creators, people out there that are have a small following, people out there that have huge followings. I want to talk to everybody. I want to get to know their story. How did they decide that they're going to put out fantasy content? And how did they do that? Where did they start? You know, what's their backstory? And kind of get some fun tips and tricks out of them too, you know, kind of as a cheat code for me so that (laughs) I have that in my back pocket. But I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend 
as much time as I can working on this podcast. And it's hard when you work a full-time job to kind of balance that. So I burned myself out pretty quickly, but I uh, got back into the swing. You kind of figure it out. But it's just about an hour-long podcast where I, I talk to different analysts. And I've had like Liz Loza, like I said, Matt Harmon, Matthew Barry, uh, Andy Barons. I've just... You, can go through a laundry list of, there's just a list of people. Uh, you've had a few of my guests on your show. I listened to the, the, uh, who it was Kevin Murray. I listened to that one. You had Bob Long on. I listened to that one. Those guys are great. Uh, I know you guys were talking about the fantasy football expo. So if you want to talk about that later, we can. Um, but yeah, so I, I could go on and on and on about this podcast and I just, it's, it's it's just been such therapy for me and so fun and just a lot of different things got me out of my comfort zone because another reason I started it is because I have anxiety and let's just throw myself out there and try to get over the anxiety. Right. And that's what my therapist says. She's like, I'm so surprised you have a podcast considering how much anxiety you have, but it's just somewhere where I can go and just kind of get away from everything and talk to people about fun stuff. And, and people all are, always telling me that they've learned so much from the show, this, that, and the other, that makes my heart just, ah, it just warms my heart to hear that kind of stuff. That's what I do it for is to have people tell, tell me how awesome it is that they've learned things and that they got to know more about this person. I love hearing that people are learning because learning is, I try to teach as much as I know, but there's so many minds out there that are just full of knowledge and I want to put it out there for everybody to hear. So that's my goal put that out there. And it's just, we've got 80, I say we, I've got 80 episodes out now, I think. And there's four that I need to still release. And then we're just going to keep going with it because there's so many fantasy sports people out there that I want to know their stories, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. That's that's uh, that that whole transformation you said that you kind of, uh, the journey you're going on, uh, something that I can say from my personal experience of podcasting, now it's looking at the date here. Yeah, it's it's more than 5 years and when I first started I was a solo like like you said when you did the interview the first time it's like, "Oh man, I'm nervous. Who am I to do this and everything?" And I did my solo episodes for oh geez, I want to say it was about a year. I can't remember the, to the date of when it was. Then somebody reached out to me who had a he was an author, uh, he was in football for a long time. Upton Bell just randomly reaches out and says, "Hey, yeah, you did an episode on my father, Bert Bell. You should have me on your show for a guest interview or something." I'm like, Wow, that first off, thanks for reaching out because you know, who yeah. am I to have somebody reach out to me who then I look up his history? I'm like, wow, this is a pretty this guy, he's seen a lot and everything. <laughs> but then I did the interview, I was like, that first one is super stiff. I'm reading the question verbatim, and then he tells a story. Then I just go to the next question, there's no professional <laughs> transition like we had earlier. And then it yeah. just throughout time, it gave me more comfortability. And I noticed in my day job, which is a different style, and it's something where I got to talk to people. A lot of times, not pleasant conversations, but I've noticed that just this whole interaction right here has really helped me there too. So I encourage anybody listening to the show, you know, take from your example and just, hey, put like you said, put it out there, try it. Just the beauty of it is a podcast. If you don't like it, you just don't put it out there. You don't release it. Exactly. You know? And if you don't have any listeners, nobody heard anyways. Who cares? So yeah, right. But exactly. Um, that, that's like kind of like going off on a side tangent and everything. Um, not really uh, <laughs> fantasy football related, but I think fantasy football thing too is like if you, if, if as long as you don't let it consume you, it can be something that you know lethargic or not lethargic. I used that wrong word. I'm trying to think. Cathartic is that the right one? I'm trying. Cathartic. To think? 
yeah, okay, let's just go ahead and splice yes. that in there the right way. But it could be something <laughs> that, like, you know, you put in your effort into, and if you can take that same dedication of, you know, analyzing this player's potential output or whatever it might be into maybe the realm of whatever, I'm about to hire an employee, and, you know, you do that same type of thing. I mean, it's it's translatable when you utilize the, the resources and skills that you've gained. Um, so 80 episodes, four in the can. Pick an interesting story from any of your shows episodes something that maybe well i'm gonna i'm gonna ask two different questions the first one i'll ask is okay okay, just pick a random one that you that you well that's kind of cool i never heard that before from somebody and retell that story in your your words oh goodness gracious where to start i'm trying to think of a really well okay i had mike right on uh from the fantasy footballers and i was talking to him asking him about Exactly. No, it was something to do with like getting recognized and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, telling me this story about how they went to Disneyland, Disney World, one of those. Uh, this was a very long ago episode. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they went there and he was telling his wife before they went in, like, Oh, watch, you know, I'm going to get so many people are going to recognize me when I come in and all this stuff, just kind of joking around. He, he didn't think anything of it. And he's like, as soon as we walked in the first time, we got in there. They were like, Hitman, you know, like Mike, the Hitman. And, and like, he was like, Oh my gosh. Uh, he, his wife, he was like, Oh man, it, it was just, he, he really didn't expect that to happen, but that was a cool story. Cause I was like, see, you know, it, it, maybe it's the beard that, you know, and the tattoos that people recognize, but it was really cool, uh, story for him to tell because, I mean, I took my wife to the fantasy football expo last year and people are like calling out my name and she's like, huh. And I'm like, yeah, I know this, this fantasy football space is kind of crazy. So we're going to get into that fantasy football expo because, you know, like you said, I talked to Bob and I'm, I'm actually curious from someone that's that's attended it. Not from like, you know, of course he's biased. He's No, I'm just joking. Of course, right? I'm sure it's great. <laughs> um, no, okay. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't like Mike Wright and you're a fantasy football person, I mean, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But, you know, fantasy footballers, one of the greatest stories is, you mm-hmm. know, like th- they should write a movie about him and what coming from right? nothing, a gaming industry going shut down and all that stuff. I mean, I th- it's awesome. Uh, pick a story now. Okay. But this is going to be a different twist on it. You're going to go ahead and like, you can be a fly in the wall and relive the actual story, like that DeLorean scenario of a story you heard, but you get to actually go live that story. Which one would it be? Oh man, a story that I could go live? (laughs) Yeah, maybe be a part of it. However you want to take that question. Matt Harmon told me that he was drinking with Emmett Smith. Um, They had tequila, I think. (laughs) <laughs> that was another episode from a while back, but I do th- recall that that was about, so I would love to just be in an experience like that. Even if it was just those two talking and I was listening to what they had to say, I don't know. That just seems like, since I'm a Cowboys fan, when he told me that that was just like crazy, like th- that fantasy football can give you those opportunities to get to do crazy things like that. So definitely that story, I think. Yeah, I'd be like for you with Emma Smith, me, if I was able to talk to Barry Sanders. Like he's always yeah. been, you know, my, my golden goose, I guess you could. It was going to be, unfortunately, rest his soul, John Madden. I wanted to have him on my show, but that didn't, that didn't happen in time for the, the Football History Dude show. Uh, now you get to pick. This is, doesn't have to be a – I don't want it to be a fantasy football analyst. It has to be somebody okay. throughout the history of time, 
any okay. point in history. You can take your DeLorean back. You're going to explain to them what fantasy football is in your words, and then now you can also have a conversation with them about whatever you want. Oh, so I'm explaining fantasy football to a person. That doesn't know what day. football that doesn't fantasy know what football. <laughs> this is the first time I've oh, asked this man. question, so I was curious how you're going to answer yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I don't even know how to explain it to a person nowadays. <laughs> well, let's hash it out. How would you explain it to me? Somebody that, that's a, uh, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. I've never played fantasy football before. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was on a podcast the other day, and, and she was talking to me about my podcast. And it wasn't a fantasy-related podcast that I was on. So I'm talking to her about fantasy football, and she has no clue. So this is perfect. Okay, okay. So I would probably say, like, there's a game, just like the basketball fan, there's a game of sport called football. And we, as humans who are nuts for anything uh, anything football-related, we have this game that we play. For nerds and for unnerds. If you're a cool person, kind of, you know, anybody can play fantasy football and you get to, you get to actually pick players off of a roster, any rosters. You can pick any player you want. You can build a team of awesome players through a draft. A draft? Yes, a draft where you sit down and you get to pick a player. If you do a snake, there's different drafts. We won't get too complex with it right now since you don't have any clue. We'll start with the basics. But it's a fun game of numbers, and you're trying to get more points than the person you're playing against. So each player, yeah, each player you have is going to put out uh, different points. And the better they are, the more points you get. So you're trying to get good players on your team. There you go. So now that I'm a, now that I'm not a fan, yeah, now you know I can be one. I can, yeah. Like yeah. here we go. Now yeah. we learned in sixty seconds. All, I'm in a league with. Uh, I started a league with people, uh, all women league. None of them had played played fantasy football before, and I had only played for that first year. And so in my second year, I started my own league, and I was like, "Come on, ladies, let's do this because I need more women in this space." So uh, yeah, that was fun. I'll, it's just fun to me that they're like, "I'm just gonna pick somebody." Who looks nice? Looks like he's a friendly guy, and, and now they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna pick this guy because he, his, you know, he ran that in a four point four two or whatever, and blah 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 blah." And it's like, "Wow, things have changed." Yeah, it's just funny how, like, yeah, because if you don't know any better, you got to go off of something. And we used to always joke that we were gonna create a team. Well, actually, my dad changed his name of his after my grandpa passed away to the Long Haired Dudes because it seemed like every time we were watching football, and it, like my grandpa would say, "Yeah, I like that guy." It was always like it was Troy Palomalu. It was, um, oh, I'm losing. Tiju Hushmuzad, I had a long hair at one point. I'm just, I can't remember the names of the players now. But yeah, it was literally every player that he seemed to like always had long hair. So we were going to start a, t- a team name for him called the Long Haired <laughs> Dudes. But um, if, if, if you could, I don't know, pick a, th- maybe not pick a theme, but like if, as you, you've had 80, well, now four interviews, it sounds like you got four in the can, like a recurring yeah. theme from analysts or people in the industry about like, I don't know. I'm going to leave it super open. A recurring theme that you've heard throughout the time. (laughs) Yes. Imposter syndrome, I would say. Um, That is everybody. I don't want to say everybody that's been on my podcast because it's not everybody, but a good portion of people that come on my podcast are like, it's crazy to me that people are asking me for advice. I still have to like pinch myself. Is this real? Like all these 
analysts are out here doing all this work and there's people out here that are so much better than me. Like, I don't feel like I fit in this space, right? And the thing is, they do fit in this space. We all fit in this space. And it's just like having to learn that like, you don't have to be better than somebody. You don't have to this, that, and the other. We're not like, you're just trying to have fun with it. So at the end of the day, the imposter syndrome stuff is a big deal for a lot of people, including myself, but it, it can, it's really not worth getting all upset about because like I said, you have a space. If you have something, if you have a vision, you have something that you want to put out there, we all have a space. You can find your space. You can find your niche. You can find the people who want to listen to what content you have to put out. And that's what everybody who comes on my podcast says, be authentic, right? Be authentic. I know Bob Long was talking about that on your pod as well. And it is to find, and to find something that has a problem that you have a problem and you want to fix it, right? You want to find the solution, find the solution and put it out there for people. And, and don't ever worry that whatever you're putting out is, Oh, nobody's going to read it. This, that, and the other. It doesn't matter if you're having fun with it. That's all that matters. You know, something cool too. You, I think you started to allude to it with the whole imposter syndrome. Uh, this space is, I think I, maybe it was the Bob Long episode I talked to somebody about. You know what I'm about to say? Where like there was nobody that, like nobody went to school to be a fantasy football analyst because right. it's yeah. such a new industry that it's like right. every it's an oh yeah it was Bob Long because he was an accountant mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, a, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. number cruncher and then like you <laughs> yep. have the Matthew Berry who was a Hollywood screenwriter and you got the, right. uh, Mike Wright who was a musician like all these different people like nobody went to school mm-hmm. to be a fantasy football analyst or anything else so it's kind of neat to see how that goes and you, they bring their different characteristics into it and of of course we we stay for the different people their their personalities right. or their niches that we like we might like uh you know we'll use the ballers again because it's you know one of the biggest shows like jason everybody likes his comedy and you know he's got a different perspective and he keeps the guys in line and stuff and they all i'm never going to agree with all of their takes on every player but you know mm-hmm. i enjoy it for fun and everything uh speaking of that fantasy footballers you know professional transition again your link tree so i see that <laughs> you know you used to have articles for them. maybe you still do fighting chance fantasy like let's talk about some of the other work that you have and where they can find it Yes, yes. So I was a writer at one point. Those are older articles. But if you want to go back and have a fun laugh, you can go. Um, with the footballers, I basically was in charge of the write-up for a specific episode. So the start of the week, I would go in and and basically give a synopsis of, of what each guy picked, who the players were, and why they picked those players, right? So that was a lot of fun for me because I would really hardcore listen to that episode so I could take notes and do all that. Even though they gave me a show sheet, I'm like, yeah, but I need some more info. So I'd sit there and do that, get quotes and all that stuff. And that was real fun. Fighting Chance Fantasy was the very first site that I wrote for. And Ryan Hallam over there, when he was with them, he asked me if I wanted to write like out of I was basically just saying I'm on Twitter and I talk about fantasy football all the time. I get on people's podcasts and, and all that. And it's just weird. My friend was like, my friend Tim said, why don't you put out content? I don't know why I don't put out content. So that's how uh, Ryan got in touch with me on Twitter and was just like, do you want to write? And I was like, uh, sure, I guess I'll do that. So I was a writer for a while, but then I decided to focus all my time on the podcast just because the podcast takes a lot longer than writing articles for me. And writing articles, 
uh, I'm more of a consumer of content than I am a provider of content. So I'll leave that to the people that can actually do that job and I'll stick to talking to people. Well, that's why this show that you do is so good because, you know, like you said, it's like they're the ones bringing the content, but you're good at mm-hmm. talking to be able to bring out the different stories and everything. Uh, do you... So there I just lost my train of thought, and I don't remember what I was going to ask that. you now. I've been doing that this entire time. <laughs> While I'm talking, I'm like, hold on. That's why I always sound so – I just ramble. So the – well, I mean, this isn't the same question I was going to ask you, but I was going to ask it earlier. So in the fantasy footballs, as an example, just let's like take me through the behind the scenes, maybe the production value. So you said I listen to their episode. I listen to it hardcore and intently so I can maybe even pick up on the chuckles behind the scenes or whatever mm-hmm. it is. What – was the time frame you had from the time the episode releases or however it worked until the time you could get the article up? Like, how did that work? Uh, it was a quick turnaround uh, because Thursday is when they dropped that. And sometimes they would try not to put somebody from Thursday on, but they always would. And so I'd had to get it out as quickly as I could. So I tried to get it out that night, hopefully before the games, but I didn't get off work till five, you know, and, and everything else. So, I would get it either overnight or in the morning, but it'd be there before uh, the weekend. So yeah, that was the behind the scenes kind of thing. And if I wasn't going to be able to do it, like I was out of town or I had family issues going on, uh, they would, uh, people over there are so awesome. They'd immediately just jump on and, and write the article for me. And that'd be super dope. They just do that. They put their name on there because they're the ones who wrote it this time around. They'd have a different style than I did. But it was really cool to see how everybody worked together over there. I don't really – this is – actually, this is where I lost my train of thought. So it made me maybe think of the question I was going to ask for your show now then because of like, mm-hmm. the turnaround stuff and you have four in the can. Like, what's your your process for process. maybe you're, you're going to bring me on the show. I'm the football history, yes. fantasy football dude. I'm like, yes, the, sir. like you just said, I'm the dopest guy around. Which we will have to get you on, yes. <laughs> down, the, down the road, we'll talk about, yeah, I'll give you some, yes, yes. some hot takes. We're not taking Jason Hansen in the first round, by the way. So, you know, sorry, <laughs> Ben Kucher. But anyway, wah, you know, the wah. question, so like when you're preparing for an episode, bringing a guest yes. on, like what's your process in, in that? Okay, so my process in that is it's changed a lot as – as we go, I usually what happens is I will reach out to people on Twitter and just ask if they want to come on the show. That I know a lot of people are asking me, how do you get these people on your show? I just ask. Because the worst thing they can say is no, and then whoop-de-doo. There's a million other people out there. No offense to the people that say no, but, uh, you know, just – do doing that, reaching out to people, I kind of make a list of people that I'm thinking of, whose story do I want to hear? Um, and then I do a little bit of research. I try to, if I, you know, I at least do the basic stuff, right? And some people have all kinds of information out there about them, and some people have no information out there about them. And I, I like both of those people equally because I can get information out of the people that I have no clue about, and then the people that I do know about can be like, oh, I'm impressed. So, you know, it's a win-win either way. So I usually take a few notes on that. While I'm interviewing a person, I'm constantly taking notes. Um, I'm listening, obviously, but I'm also a really bad listener. So it's <laughs> sometimes I get, you know, thrown off a little bit. But yeah, I take notes, circle stuff so I don't forget it, all that, you know, fun stuff. But that's how I go into it. And I know that I'm going to do about an hour, hour 15, hour 30. And so I explain all that before we go into it. And kind of just, I have a list of things that I really want to touch on. Like, how did you get 
involved in fantasy football in the first place? Do you have a favorite, you know, team growing up? What made you want to be a, a content creator? So on and so forth. Like I got to touch on those, but then you branch off based on what you're getting back from the people you're talking to. So the conversation kind of drives itself as you go. And my favorite part is just sitting back and taking it all in and listening, you know, while I'm taking notes to it. So I guess I'm not sitting back, but yeah, it, that's basically the process. And then from there, I'm not really a big editor, <laughs> but I'll take out, you know, I'll take out the stuff, but it's, it's so conversational. I don't really like to go in there and chop it too much to make it sound less than what it was when we were actually talking. I don't want it to sound too cleaned up. Um, and then I have to record that intro and the intro takes forever just because I don't like listening to myself. And so I hear myself, I hear it back and I'm like, I said that word wrong or that doesn't sound like me. That doesn't. So it's just, and, and so like I said, I have four in the can and like you were brought up, I have four in the can because I learned to kind of with me, this isn't a job for me. This is just fun. I'm not getting paid to do this. I'm not, you know, I go to work every day and if I'm tired, I'm not going to put out the episode that night. That's just how I am. Like, I know I've had to to work through that. That's been something that I've had to, because when I first started, I had every Monday, I would drop an episode every Monday. And then I would freak out about on Sunday when I was like, oh my gosh, like my computer just crashed. Like, what am I going to do? Or like, oh man, I'm sick. Like, you've got to learn, you know, you got to kind of balance it all out. And I had to learn that as we go. So uh, I figured... I recorded a bunch of episodes at one time so that I could drop them for, cause I knew that this month was going to be really busy for me. Like my sister got married. I had a lot of stuff going on around the house. So you kind of learn as well, like what works best for you. And, and I know putting out actual fantasy content, doing like a fantasy football podcast, it, it's more, you have to have it out. There's a, there's a timeline. If you put out information late, then you're, so far behind everybody else. So the turnaround on that, that's why I enjoy what I do because I have so much other stuff going on in my life. And uh, this is fun for me and I enjoy it so much, but there's only so much time. So uh, yeah, that's about how the process of, of doing the podcast and how, how I go about it. That's similar to, I mean, cause the, the fantasy you talk about, you know, fantasy football, like during the season, yeah, it's like, you you need it right now because mm-hmm. otherwise it's old news. It doesn't matter. But the content that you're providing, you know, that's the reason why mine fits with the Sports History Network is because it's evergreen. It's it's you're talking about right. stories from the history, and you know, I could really appreciate that as well as what the part you said where just just you know don't stress about it. You know, just like this isn't your job. This is something you're doing for fun, and that's something that um, you know, if you're able to just realize that the the, um, the reason why i bring that up is like the, the listener of the show that's a fantasy football fan because they're listening to these different analysts on the fantasy football origin story because they think they might want to start their own it's like hey you're not doing it you're not working for espn you, you just do it for fun and you just when you can put out an episode you do if you can't don't granted yeah you're not going to get it the, if you're not consistent you won't get the right the yeah. listeners yeah. and stuff as much but um with that being said because of i brought up the listener of the show who now is interested in their own podcast or let's say the person that already has their own podcast they want to become you know a guest on the get real with casey Kasem. how would they go about doing that uh to become a guest on the show it's it's pretty it's there's a bunch of different ways you can go about doing that you can just hit me up and tell me hey i have a cool story would you know would you like to talk to me i uh, also ask people for suggestions so i'll 
tweet out sometimes, who would you like to see on the show? Who would you like to hear on the show? And have people give me suggestions that way. Um, yeah, letting me know you listen to the show is a great way to come on my podcast. Uh, no, but seriously, just reach out to me. And if you have a story to tell, then I'd like to help you tell it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so you kind of already answered almost some of the stuff. I always say last words of wisdom for any fan with dreams of breaking into the industry, blah, blah, blah. But like, we won't get into that. So that won't be your job, the mic moment. Let's go back to the fantasy football expo. You, okay. you've, you've been there, I, I take it. That's why you brought it up or no? Yes, I have been there. We, w- I have gone twice to the fantasy football expo. And I know that Kevin was talking to you about the Dallas convention that was going on for a while and everything. And I went to those as well. And his stories are a lot different than mine. There were nice people there, great people there, but I needed more, I needed more fantasy football. It wasn't fantasy football enough. It was more of an autograph convention, right? So the expo is one of those, like, it's like Disneyland for fantasy football fans. It's anybody. And it's not just analysts, it's fans. It's people who put out YouTube videos, people who have a you know, their own website. So it's just, yeah, I've been there for two years and both years have been excellent. Yeah. It sounds like a cool thing. I, you know, there's so many different like conferences and conventions and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm trying to, which one could I want to go to? But that one really is on, on the bucket list, especially it's in Canton. It's not that far away. It's right next to the, I mean, the hall of fame, they keep building it and making it so much better. The hall of fame weekends the week before, yeah. Been there a couple of times. Uh, oh, so you heard the Kevin Murray. That's right. Yeah. So you heard. Yeah. Because yeah, I went to that Fantasy Footballers live show that back in 2018, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think that's. Yeah. I something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you go to that one too? So I didn't go to the one when they came to Dallas, but they came to that expo or not the expo, the convention that was here and they did a whole question and answer thing. And so I. Went and attended that and asked a question. I don't know. I asked a stupid question. I don't know. But yeah, I, I did go to attend that. And it's really cool to see them interact with their fans and just see everybody light up when they see them on the stage talking. Yeah, I mean, they're like legit down-to-earth dudes that would be someone that you'd hang out with. I mean, I'm not besmirging anybody else that's out there by any means, but just because of their background and because they're independent, mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of regular folks like they gravitate towards them so much plus then of course yeah they got the spitballers and the comedy and everything but yeah i mean i I haven't met a person so far on this anyways that is like oh you know screw you buddy i'm not gonna pick you up in the cab you know that kind of thing uh so now we gotta come with like a a coming home and dropping the mic moment we gotta figure something out for you so uh let's see here hmm you know what last words of wisdom through the lens of somebody who's already interviewed 84 awesome individuals in the fantasy football space. Last words of wisdom for that long of episode. (laughs) You know, the last words of wisdom I have to say about all of that is I've learned so much from all these individuals and everybody has a different learning style. Everybody has a different way of putting out content. Everybody has a different way of consuming content. Find you what works for you and just take a risk. Take a risk. That's what you need to do. You need to just put it out there. The right people listen to it. The right people put their eyes on it and good things will happen. Make, make friends in the industry. Make those connections. Make network and, and find these people that can help you and guide you because most people, I know the people that I've interviewed, if you ask all of those people, 
for advice or you just ask them a question, they're not going to say no to you. They will help you. Most of them, I don't want to say all of them, but most of the the people that I have interviewed are super helpful. So my, my last word of advice is, uh, you know, my, my bring it home moment is just, you know, kind of learn from each other, teach all you know, and learn from each other. There you go. Get real with yourself and give it a shot. I want to thank Casey for riding Shotgun of the DeLorean with us this week on the Fantasy Football Origin Stories. And if you enjoyed this episode and the podcast in general, I just ask that you well, go out there and share it with at least one more person so that they can also learn about their next favorite fantasy football show. I mean, I've said this before, but hey, it's the one and only. Well, I guess there's a few of them now that we figured it out, right? Some of, one of the only podcasts, we'll just leave it at that, that you can actually be okay with sharing with your friends because it's not just about rankings and you're not going to get a one-up on your fantasy football friends and all that kind of thing. And to learn more about the fantasy football origin stories of other cool guests that we've had on this show, all you got to do is head over to fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. But for now, dude, I am through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more fantasy football origin stories. That's at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.